you know, can you really think of a better movie to to watch with your loved ones this holiday season? Yes. No, the answer is no. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Christmas we're watching Starstruck. The holiday special Starstruck. Now say yours. Starstruck. More like Star Stunk. Fucking got him. Because this movie was bad. You don't have to listen to the rest of this podcast. We're just gonna be shitting on. Welcome everybody to the DCOM duo. Hi, I'm Benji. I'm Kelsey. This is the DCOM duo. We're the DCOM duo. You're listening to the DCOM duo. Bum, 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 bum. This week, we're watching Starstruck. Well, we've already watched Starstruck. Yeah, we're talking about Starstruck. Starstruck certainly was a movie. Oh my gosh. And by was a movie, I mean, was it actually a movie? It, re- it was. It really felt like just 60 minutes of two people that you don't care about fighting. For real. All yeah. they do is fight. It's literally the only thing. I, um... I like this movie when I'm not watching it. You have said that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I really like memeing about this movie, you know? Um, You'll hear Kelsey singing Starstruck. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and See, also that's funny to me. Other lines from different songs in this movie. And we like music in movies a yeah, lot. And the music, music in this movie isn't necessarily awful. No. It has some good songs. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But but it's not a good movie. When I'm actually when I'm watching it, I just get angry. It's just <laughs> why was this a thing in media? Not even just kids media, mean? just media general. Where the whole point is two people arguing at each other. Who wants to see that? Is it weird that we don't like that? It's because it's the trope of he's famous and she's different, and they took it too far. Because all she does is complain and argue at him. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. You know, it's like the classic fanfic of like, I'm at a Harry Styles concert, but I'm reading a book and he like, picks me out of the crowd. Is this a very <laughs> specific fanfic you remember? <laughs> I've never read one, but this is like a popular trope of like, Why I'm go different. to a Harry Styles concert? To read a book. You don't actually care. And he's like, oh But then my why God. did you get tickets? No, it's like your 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 friends like drag you to then why did your friends drag you along when you were gonna be actively reading a book in one of the worst books? You books don't to understand fanfic. I understand this is dumb. I'm just trying <laughs> to explain that this trope is extra stupid. <laughs> I get she's not like the other girls. She's not like other girls. She's so honest. But like if I'm singing on a stage and there's a girl just reading a book, not paying attention to me. Intrigued. And you want to marry her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's starstruck. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. No. Um, all right. Should we get into some factos? We can get into some factos. Decom duo well, factos. Before that. Oh, yeah. Fan mail. Ba-ba. We have no fan mail. I always forget because we never actually get fan mail. Yeah, if you want to make Kelsey remember, email us at thedcomduo at gmail.com. That's thedcomduo at gmail.com. Thank you for saying it again, but slower. Yes, I had to make sure people could hear it. I know some people listen to us at two times speed, so. Haha, <laughs> you know who you are. All right. Decom duo, factos. 
Starstruck was released February 14th, 2010. Lame. Does that date have any significance? That is Valentine's Day. A romance movie. Happy Valentine's Day. Watch these two argue and also somehow fall in love. Their love, I do not buy. No, I do not buy it for a fucking second. It's annoying. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get it. We'll get it. it. We'll get it. We'll let's get to it. We we got thoughts, and we actually have not that many thoughts. Honestly, I took way less notes because I'm like, oh, they're fighting again. I don't care. I'm not gonna write it, it down. It's tiring. It's so tiring. Oh, uh, this is the 78th decom. Wow. Yeah. So this is our uh, most recent one to date, 2010, right in our era of childhood. I was 11. We never saw this one as a kid. I never did either. Which is weird because I feel like this is in the era where we both could have. I yeah, saw no, one after and before. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember when it came out. I remember seeing commercials for it, but I never watched it because I wasn't really interested in it. I don't know. And I was right to not be interested in it. You think you would have liked it as a kid? Uh, I could see myself liking aspects of it that might have, so I might have like gaslit myself into liking the rest of it. Like, you know, the cliche tropey bits of it. Um, But I don't know. I can't say. I loved High School Musical. I, I feel like Camp Rock I wasn't as big into, so I, that gives me hope that I wouldn't have been into Starstruck either. I mean, if you're not into Camp Rock, when I feel like, even though we both agree, we'll get to this when we get to the Camp Rock videos, Yeah, Camp Rock is not an unironically good piece of media. It is definitely levels of quality better than Starstruck in terms of plot and structure yeah. and character. I actually, you know what? I'm going to say if I watch this, I wouldn't like it because I did not even have any interest in watching it at all. And that might have a reason. Maybe the ads yeah. were like them fighting. You're like, why do I want to watch these people fight? I was like, I do not care about famous boy meets girl right now. So, yeah. All right. Director is Michael Grossman. And he directed a gross movie, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> the only other Disney Channel thing I saw that he's directed is Andy Mack, which was a show. Is this a recent show? Yeah, it's pretty recent. I guess this is still a recent movie, but I feel like that's after like 10 years. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's still around doing stuff. Um, he directed Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. Another TV movie. Classic. I was like, I remember liking Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. I remember the Christmas special. I remember liking it. That was like the last Drake and Josh thing. I'm pretty sure because it was like they're older and it was way later. Yeah, it was definitely more of a Nick kid myself. You than like a Nick Disney better? Kid. Well, I mean, I went back and forth. I feel like that's just kind of what the history was of Nickelodeon and Disney. Disney somehow marketed itself more for the female audience and Nick for the male audience, even though the mm-hmm. content in between like is pretty identical. iCarly's the same as like any other Disney in person show. Pretty but, much. But somehow I think it must just be like the animation that they had on Nick. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But Anim- the animated shows on Nick, I'd say, were better than the animated shows on Disney for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean there there are some absolute bangers on there and I feel like there's less bangers on disney yeah yeah so i was a nick kid growing up but i still my sister watched a lot of disney channel i still like disney channel especially 
got a little back into it when Phineas and Ferb came out. And then... Oh yeah, but oh yeah, Phineas and Ferb was definitely the best animated Disney show. Nothing else really compares. Although I've heard good things about Gravity Falls. People love Gravity Falls. I've not seen it. That's on my radar to watch at some point because yeah, yeah. Every time I hear stuff about Gravity Falls, it's people saying how it's just like the best shit ever. Yeah. Uh, back to Michael Grossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, other Nickelodeon show he's directed some episodes of Zoe One Hundred and One. Love that show. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. Um, and then some other shows that he's directed episodes of. I just grabbed a few that I recognize. Uh, Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. Oh, your favorite. Love those. Uh, Switched at Birth. Also your favorite. I did watch that back in the day. Uh, Cobra Kai. Okay. Pretty recent. So basically, he's done a bunch of good, te- like yeah. decent shows and good shows of TV directing, but he might not be cut out for a movie direction. Well, they are TV movies. Um, I also put down Gossip Girl and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So just like a big. He does a lot of like movie targeted direct. at teenage girl stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie was sure. okay. We were we're hating on the movie, but this one was pretty popular, wasn't it? decently popular it wasn't actually i think i read the premiere was actually really big it was like the biggest one since high school musical 2 um not as big as high school musical 2 obviously that's the biggest premiere i think ever ever and nothing's gonna nothing will top that especially Um, how tv is just not watched by that many people nowadays yeah but i never i feel like i never really heard my friends talking about it though it didn't become a cultural phenomenon no in the way that some other later decoms kind of like camp rock well i guess camp rock was kind of was a cultural phenomenon for sure i wasn't over by this point um regardless i think lemonade mouse was after and that one has more of a cultural stand yeah i want to say this is right in the middle of camp rock camp rock too i don't actually know but um it's definitely like right after camp rock sunny with a chance has started because that started in 2009 i looked that up i wanted to make sure that like Sterling Knight was already on Disney Channel before yeah. being in this movie. So like I would say it's right in the fever of like Demi Lovato, Sterling Knight, Camp Rock era, yeah. you know. All right, cool. Let's um go into the cast. So our main character, Jessica Olson, she is played by Danielle Campbell. I'm not gonna hate on her performance in this because I feel like <laughs> the script is way bigger of an issue and it means these characters couldn't do that much. If her goal was to get me to hate her because she's acting in a hateful way, she good did a her. good job, but I didn't like watching it. No, oh my God, her voice, I cannot get over how annoying her voice is. She's always so whiny. What else was she in? Uh, the only thing I thought maybe worth noting was The Originals, which is a CW show. I never watched it. I think it was fairly big. I haven't but... watched enough TV to yeah. know stuff, but... I think I've heard the name. Yeah, she's not in a lot of things, but that seemed to be like one of the bigger things. Mm-hmm. So. All right, then we have uh, Christopher Wilde, who is played by Sterling Knight, of course. He was in Sunny with a Chance, which is a fairly big Disney Channel show. Also, So Random, which was like the spinoff yeah. of Sunny with a Chance once Demi Lovato left. Um, he was also in Seventeen again which is the Zac Efron mm-hmm. one. Uh, love that movie. He was he was in a movie with Zac Efron. That's what? so cool. I mean, they're both Disney stars. Yeah, but like, I, I love Zac Efron. Something I want to say about Sterling Knight. I got nothing against Sterling Knight, 
Although I just want to say, I think Disney's better at finding girl pop stars in the Disney Channel system than they are guys. Because I feel like... How dare you just Zac Efron like Zac that? Efron's the only one. <laughs> Corbin Blue. Not really. Corbin Blue didn't do stuff outside of Disney. And I feel like it didn't yeah. really launch. No, you're right. I feel like they're the success stories. They grabbed or, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Okay. I guess I should count the Jonas Brothers. They, but were, they were already boys. a band. But they were really Disney boys. Yeah, they were. No, I should I should count the Jonas Brothers. They had a TV show. Yeah, Sterling Knight hasn't really done anything else that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I did see a video of someone got uh what's it called when you like pay a celebrity to Cameo. Cameo. He did a cameo where they asked him to sing Hero, which was from this movie, and he was forgetting the words and not doing a good job. Well, he didn't sing the song, so that's true. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Um Next, we have Stubby, Christopher Wilde's best friend since the fourth grade. I don't know if you knew that. I just imagine it going through your life being named Stubby. Stubby, it's that's a nickname, right? Or did yeah. his parents? No, that's a nickname. No, I think his parents named him Stubby. <laughs> uh, he is played by Brandon Michael Smith, who was also in Sunny with a Chance. Mm-hmm. He's also in Let It Shine. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's no, like the villain. And I recognized him from, I think, both those orbs. I never really watched Sonny with a Chance. I watched a little, but never a lot. It was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't one that got me to tune in. Yeah. Um. Apparently, he was also in Phil of the Future as Lil Danny Dawkins, which I it's been too long since I've seen Phil of the Future that I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that was a big enough character. Um, I did love Phil the Future when it was on, but I was pretty young, so I don't remember a lot from it. Um, he also voiced uh Michelangelo in an animated Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. It was Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, hell yeah! If you get to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, that's your career right there. Yeah, that so that was a Nickelodeon show. Um, and he's Michelangelo, who's my favorite Ninja Turtle. And then some other things he's also been in, but I don't, he just not a lot. <laughs> Is he still doing stuff? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think a lot, but not anything big in the recent days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah Olsen, who's the annoying sister, is played by Maggie Castle, and uh, I didn't really recognize anything else that she's been in. She had the role of somehow trying to be more annoying than the annoying main character. They're Which, both just the worst. Yeah, Her entire characterization is to try and be worse than a character that is just objectively bad. Yeah. So, hard role for her. She did a good kinda job. Nailed it. Yeah, she kind of nailed it. Um, then we have Alexis, who is the movie star girlfriend. She is played by Chelsea Kane. Uh, Chelsea Kane was also in Minutemen. Mm-hmm. And the show Jonas. Um, apparently, she's also one of the voices in Fish Hooks. Which was one of the animated series on Disney Channel. I don't think I remember that you one. You don't remember that one? They were like fish in a pet store. That was like the show. Yeah, I don't remember that one that well. Yeah. It wasn't like super big. Um, apparently she was also in Bratz the movie. So this is a real superstar we're talking about. Yeah, and then I, she's also been in like a couple other shows and movies. But nothing crazy big. Yeah, for a movie about the star life, I'm not sure any of these people actually know what it's like to be a star. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just end the bit with, whoa, whoa. 
Yeah. I can when we're talking about Starstruck. I guess this is your whoa, this is your whoa. excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, you get away with it today. I do. Uh the only other person I noted, because I was clicking around and I'm like, wow, none of these other people have really done much. Um, I noted the mom of the two girls, Barbara Olson. Her name is Barbara, apparently. Mm-hmm. She's played by Beth Littleford. Uh, she was in Dog with a Blog. Yo. Shout out Dog with a Blog. I watched more episodes of Dog with a Blog than I probably want to admit. I watched zero. You really watched it? I watched probably half of a season. That's hilarious. I actually kind of like the show. <laughs> it was stupid. I'm not going to lie, I wasn't stupid, but I think that's why I liked it. Okay. Um, she's also done, like, a bunch of small roles and, like, stuff. And the one I noted was um, Crazy Stupid Love. She was a minor role in that movie. So that's fun. I, I like that movie a lot. So someone has been in a good thing. Yeah, she was in Crazy Stupid Love. All right, now for my fun fact. Uh, we're really going to dive into this one. Sterling Knight only sings one song in this movie himself. Before we reveal what that is, can you guess what it is? Leave it in the comments below, but we're not going to stop. The... <laughs> oh my god, you got it right! It was Starstruck. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. yeah. Starstruck is actually sung by Sterling Knight himself. You would think he sang the other songs, but he didn't. I felt so cheated when i found this out i think i learned it like the night we watched it originally in the house, yeah. yeah i was like you're kidding me it's, high school musical who like <laughs> yeah we always make fun of zach afron for getting voiced over in the first high school musical Drew Seeley. but like zach afron has a good voice yeah no i i know the reason for that one it was because i think they were gonna cast drew Seeley maybe and then they grabbed zach afron and they really wanted troy to be a tenor and Zac Efron's not a tenor. So they had Drew Seeley sing some of the songs. Zac Efron does sing some of it. Yeah. But like, if you listen to Get Your Head in the Game, that's not Zac Efron. It's not. And it makes me mad now and I can't really listen to that song anymore. It ruins the song a little bit. Because <laughs> Zac Efron's so talented. Why do you... And, okay. And I think Sterling Knight is talented enough. So I have... Okay. I have the reason why they say he didn't sing. First off... All the other songs other than Starstruck are sang, sung by Drew Ryan Scott. So. Another Drew. A fake Drew Seeley. Yeah. His name's also Drew. Do, has that guy been in anything? <laughs> I know. I actually didn't look into Drew it. You want to look him Scott. up? I'm going to look that yeah, up. Look One him second. up. One second. Do, 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 do. Drew Ryan Scott. Scott. That He's is three artist. first names. Yeah. You can always trust that his number one song is Hero. Of course it Starstruck. is. Yeah. He was also did stuff for Shake It Up. Good for him. And something called Meow the Secret Boy. That sounds amazing. He's in Glee Encore. What? Glee Encore. What is that? Um, we did the soundtrack for that. I think it's... Was it like an app or something? No, it says it's like a two-hour, 22-minute movie. That's weird. Okay. It's got it's got people in it that you know, like it's an actual Glee thing. It looks like. Well, I guess I should watch that. You like Glee? I do. So yeah, Drew Ryan Scott sang almost all of the songs. I was looking into why this happened, and on IMDb, 
Uh, it says that Knight was cast late in the process and did not have time to learn all the songs. And then I found a tweet, an old tweet from Sterling Knight himself, uh, basically saying like... Twitter just got invented. Right? And it was saying like, um, hey guys, yes, I just want to address like the rumors. It's true. I'm not singing in here except for Starstruck. Drew Ryan Scott is singing. And then quote this from that tweet. I tried really hard to make the singing my voice, but I literally showed up a week before shooting and heard the songs four days before I recorded Starstruck. Just not enough time. Kind of like how at the end of this movie, Christopher Wilde just shows up to a movie set that is already filming and is expected to fill into his role. But we'll <laughs> we'll get to that at the end of the movie. Um, also, I honestly, I honestly thought they made this movie for Sterling Knight. That's what I'm saying. I don't really buy this excuse. Are you telling me? That's why I looked up if Sonny with a Chance was before Starstruck, which, okay, Sonny with a Chance started in 2009. Mm-hmm. And Starstruck released in 2010, so maybe they were kind of happening simultaneously. But I just don't believe that they cast Sterling Knight for this movie last minute. Because to me, this feels like Sterling Knight's movie. We want our Disney stars to yeah. be in a movie. They always like to promote their Disney star in a decom, like yeah. most big Disney stars get a decom, and it feels like Sterling Knight's. Also, okay. He doesn't have enough time to learn the songs. Are you not? Should they not make more time to get their star? Like it gets, it's a budget issue for that. I understand that aspect of it. What I don't understand is he didn't need to know the songs. If they're just showing up to the shooting, they're filming it. I would assume they were doing the songs in post-production. No, apparently they recorded the songs beforehand. But okay, and he's like, I couldn't learn the songs. He had to learn the songs anyway to lip sync over them. So maybe, yeah, maybe they were about to record the music right when he got onto it, and they only wanted to do the music before the film in case, I guess, it doesn't work. You want to get the music first. That probably makes sense. Hero is literally a montage of him fake recording in a recording studio, and he couldn't actually record in a recording studio. Great acting. Great acting for, oh my gosh, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy that he didn't have enough time. It does seem suspicious. It's so sus, but that's literally the only thing I can find on it. it and I don't think he's, like, untalented. He Starstruck, his voice is good enough. And we were saying during, like, the movie, like, he, the voice that they use, Drew Ryan Scott's voice, Sounds similar. Yeah, no, I totally buy, like, if they were to tell me, like, oh, yeah, that's Sterling Knight, I'd be like, yeah, that makes enough sense. Like, their voices sound similar enough. It's definitely close enough. Yeah, I mean, I was bamboozled as a small child that Zac Efron was singing the whole time. And that was way more obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I'm just a little bamboozled that that's not Sterling Knight singing the whole time. Um. Anyway, there's a final song called Party Up that Stubby sings, so good for him. That's actually Brandon Michael Smith singing, which he, he raps. He also has a verse on Shades. Yeah, he also has a verse on Shades. Um, the other song that has another singer is something about the sunshine that is also featuring Anna Margaret, who is kind of like a Disney pop star. She didn't I thought, really I thought act. It was Jessica Olsen. I thought it was 
the main character girl. No, no. I guess it makes sense. We don't see her singing, so, like, I shouldn't assume it. Yeah. We do that a lot oftentimes with their stars where they'll, like, hey, you're a TV star for us who also does music stuff. You're going to make a song for your own movie. Yeah. Um, Anna Margaret, I don't think, ever really acted, though. She was just, she had some songs. Not a lot, but it seemed like, you know, she was just a teenage pop star that they, like, featured on Disney Channel sometimes. Like a less cool Jonas Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Like a less cool Aaron Carter. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. Um, loved your movie, pop star. <laughs> I was about to say, it's kind of similar, actually, in Cheetah Girls 2. They had Drew Seeley sing a song with someone else. I forgot her name. But that was just literally used as a dance song. It's called Dance With Me. Yeah. So good for Drew Seeley getting another gig for just his voice and not Drew his Seeley face. Drew Seeley robbed. Is he just the ugliest person ever? He's real handsome. He was in another Cinderella story with Selena Gomez, which isn't like a Disney movie. And he sings in that one. Notice <laughs> how much we are avoiding talking about Starstruck. Yeah, I'd rather talk about Drew Seeley for real. We're like, oh, this is going to be a short podcast. We don't want to talk about it. We're just avoiding it. <laughs> it's going to make it two hours. Just us trying not to talk about Starstruck. All right, you ready for the Disney Plus description? Give us the Disney Plus description. Oh, I'm going to have words about this description afterwards. All right, let's go. Hunky young pop star Christopher Wilde, Sterling Knight, has fame, fortune, and a big budget Hollywood movie awaiting him. But after a chance meeting with Jessica Olsen, Danielle Campbell, a down-to-earth girl from the Midwest, he is faced with following his heart or doing what's best for his career. Will Christopher let his fame-focused ambitions take center stage? No. Hunky young pop star. He's not hunky. He's not hunky. Like, you can you can say he's cute. He's absolutely cute. Starling Knight is, like, fairly skinny and, like, probably toned, but he is not hunky. No, he is. At all. Hunky is the wrong word, and the, it's the first word. Literally the first word. And then down-to-earth girl. On what fucking planet? Apparently Earth. <laughs> but no, you know, she is awful. We'll get to it. She does nothing but complain from the get-go. Yeah. I don't think she has a moment in this movie that's down-to-earth at all. There, there's sentences that are, yeah. and that's it. Not, not scenes. Oh my gosh! All right, let's should we just dive into the movie now? We gotta, I think All we right. gotta do the deep calm deep dive. All right, let's start the movie. Whoa, whoa, yeah. That, this is literally whoa, whoa, yeah. This is the most whoa, justified whoa. Kelsey's been at saying yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah, because immediately there's not even like a millisecond of like waiting the first thing you do this movie does is go whoa whoa yeah and <laughs> i just love the little pause and they do it like three times in a row whoa whoa yeah like it's something you would expect <laughs> in an intro but they would only do it once and they do it three well, times like every time yeah. yeah okay so the song starstruck is playing and we're seeing a city is this la or is this a different city it's la okay because it's staples center yeah Cool. I didn't know if that was actually in LA. Staples Center's in LA. It's now the Crypto.com arena, and people were very Ooh. mad about the name change. But now that crypto's falling, it might not be that anymore. Yeah. All right. So, like, they pan over the city for a while, they're doing credits, whatever. 
Um, and then we see the Staples Center, and there's Christopher Wilde. The stadium's like sold out, and he's playing his little guitar and performance song. Should we talk about the song, Starstruck? Because this is the only time we hear it. Uh, yeah. No, I think we technically hear um her sister singing yeah, it okay, a little bit. The sister sings it a little bit. But like, no, we should talk about each song yeah. at this point. This is the first movie we have how that has songs. How many songs are in this movie? I think there's six. We gotta we gotta rank them all, and honestly. I, I don't think this movie's or this song spectacular, but it, it's catchy as hell. Oh my god, it is so much catchier than it has any right to be that I actually kind of like it. Yeah, it's catchy and not annoyingly catchy, which is wild because it's not a good song. Every girl, every boy, they got your poster on their wall. Yeah, <laughs> starstruck cameras, flashes, cover a magazine. Whoa, whoa. Starstruck, designer sunglasses, living the dream as a teen. Speaking of the music, I just found on Wikipedia, the soundtrack for this movie got to number 23 on the Billboard 200, meaning it was the 23rd best-selling album at one point. Driving fancy cars, Hollywood Boulevard, in the crowd calling your name, yeah. Starstruck, prepare to get starstruck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well. Any other thoughts on the song? <laughs> Honestly, there's not too much to it. You can hear it. This is the one song you get to really hear Sterling Knight's voice. Yeah. Um, and again, it's very similar. I think his voice is just slightly more whiny. That sounds like a bad thing, but it's really just a difference in voice, and that's the only word I can use to describe. It's more it's more <laughs> than it is than the other one. So hopefully that got picked up in our yeah. mic. Sometimes yeah. High-pitched noises don't get picked up. So it'd be kind of funny if you just we went, it kind of like, and then we'd say nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's the classic, like, I'm famous and people don't understand. It's kind of like best of both worlds, but Starstruck. Yeah. And then I find it funny that not only is this song called Starstruck, but... The movie? The movie's called Starstruck. <laughs> the TV show that's like the polo, or not polo, right? The tabloid. Yeah, it's called Starstruck News or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, of course, she's literally struck by a star. Oh, my God. All right. So we cut to the performance playing on the TV and a girl is watching it. This is uh, Sarah is watching it. And she says, God, I love Christopher Wilde. It is very cheesy. This is a one dimensional character and the worst type where it's just made to make She's made just to be annoying, such yeah. that the main character looks good in comparison, and they only fail because the main character, Jessica, doesn't do a good job. Yeah. Um. Then all of a sudden, Jessica, our main character, comes in, and she stands literally directly in front of the TV, and Sarah goes, Jessica! And Jessica just, like, rolls her eyes in noise. She's like, oh my god, am I blocking your view? Why was of she standing there? She's because she's a fucking bitch. They're and, both just bitches. I mean, they are, but like, no, she literally just was she even watching it. Apparently, she was, even though she claims to like hate his guts. So, why would she stand directly in front of the TV? It's a really good question. <sighs> Does she just hate him because she hates her sister? Because that I could get. It's literally the reason is because her sister's obsessed with him, which I guess is a fine enough reason to hate someone. But she claims later that she does like his music. Is there anyone that you hate because your sister loves? 
No. Yeah, I don't have that dichotomy either. I don't think it's a good reason. I mean, it's literally all her sister talks about. Yeah. Support your sibling's interest. Yeah, he she should. He should just be less annoying, actually. Um, all right, then we find out that they're gonna go to LA tomorrow to see their grandma. And Sarah apparently started the Christopher Wilde fan club, and she's like, I can't wait to meet him. Obviously, he's gonna want to meet me because I started the fan club. We're very confident that um she's going to, you know, one of the biggest cities in the entire world. And she's, she's going to find, find him. Yeah, because she apparently tracks yeah, no, I'm everywhere like, he goes. Oh, this is dumb. This is impossible. And then Jessica goes, oh, that's dumb. That's impossible. And she goes, no, I'm stalking him. I'm literally stalking him. Somehow from Michigan, I'm stalking what he does in L.A. It's because the fucking paparazzi is always on his ass. Well, apparently he also blogs his minute to minute. That's hilarious. If he doesn't want paparazzi following him everywhere, maybe he shouldn't blog his minute to minute. Um, we also learned that he went double platinum. Woohoo! Go double platinum on release, which yeah. is a little more impressive. But like, double yeah. platinum itself is not—it's—it's it's impressive, it's obviously. Impressive. But for this guy being earth-shattering megastar, it's not that impressive. Yeah. Um, and then they argue more about Christopher because, of course, they do. And that's pretty much the end of the scene. So let's move on. And then we meet our boys. We have Christopher Wilde and his friend Stubby. And they are going to a club. It's an under 21 club, as you can tell by the sign that says 21 with an arrow pointing out. This is how they can get away with a club. Yeah. High schoolers in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because he's 17. He says that later. Yeah. Apparently, the actress who plays Jessica was 15, like when it filmed or when it released. So they actually cast like a teenager. Yeah. I don't know how old Sterling Knight was, but yeah. All right. We also meet Christopher's girlfriend, who's also famous. Her name is Alexis. This is very clearly from the very beginning shown to be just one of those transactional relationships. Yep. It's like when uh, a king would sell off his daughter for political reasons to go be a queen of like Spain. <laughs> Or just famous people dating because it will get them more press. Yes. That's actually a better... Because that's literally what happened. That's literally what it is. I wanted to go historic on it. Yeah. This is your everyday Tom Holland and Zendaya. They're engaged now. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Good for them. I'm happy for them. They're cute. I don't care about them. <laughs> I think they're cute. Um, anyway, Alexis is like, you you ready for tomorrow? And he's like, what's tomorrow? And she's like, my birthday. So he's a bad boyfriend. <laughs> but, like, they don't actually really like each other. So. Again, like, I don't think either of them are getting anything out of this. In fact, no. I think they're both getting negative out of this and they know it. They get pressed. Also, she's like, she shows up and she's like, oh, my God, where's the paparazzi? Like, she's sad because she wants pictures of her and her boyfriend. Um, also, he's going to sing at her birthday party tomorrow, which is at the club. Mm -hmm. And then also the paparazzi shows up and she's like, yay. And then they start taking pictures and Christopher is not happy. And he starts to like try and block the camera. And this makes him a diva, kind of like Shane Gray mm -hmm. from Camp Rock. When he like storms out of his like movie set or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Shane Gray's such a diva. And <laughs> DCOMs have a way of just saying show not tell because they can't show people going on like coked up benders and yeah. just trashing places because it's still a kid's movie. Yeah, they have to be like this pop star, star trust us, he's like, he he's a menace. He doesn't like 
being famous or he has an attitude and that makes him no <laughs> no christopher literally doesn't I, yeah, he I, just gets annoyed by the paparazzi in, in a better movie i would be upset at the character because it's not a well-written character where i don't feel like he's an asshole enough to make him like need a redemption christopher wilde literally doesn't do much wrong at all this movie he's actually a pretty nice guy yeah so yeah in a better movie i'd be annoyed with it but in this movie i'm happy about it because everyone else sucks so he's a reprieve from that yeah it's it's kind of weird that like i feel like with these kind of tropes usually you want the pop star to be an asshole and then the down-to-earth girl changes him but really the pop star is just kind of a nice guy and the girl is a, a bitch and she doesn't change she doesn't change, but they claim that she changes him by, like, humbling him when really he was the nicer one all along. That's why this movie fucking sucks. Anyway, at the school, we're at the girls' school now. Uh, Sarah says also, that... Also, they're going to L.A. Did we oh, say that? Yeah. Okay. Wait, they said... Oh, this must be the same day. Yeah. For Even though it was nighttime with Christopher... But now it's like the school day, or maybe they're doing a night flight. And also, they could be separate days. This could be like a week in advance. They said we're going to LA tomorrow. Yeah, so it's the day before. Yeah. It, it doesn't really care. Who cares? Who cares? No one. It literally doesn't matter. Um, this, that. <laughs> Sarah's like, hey, Jessica, you're not invited to the school dance. And Jessica's like, it's a school dance. You can't not invite me. And Sarah's like, well, you're not cool enough to go or something. I don't know. She's being a bitch. Yeah. Again, her entire role is to look, be, make Jessica look good in comparison. Yeah. So um, she's written exclusively to be a bitch. And when you make a character that's not supposed to be mean look, look this, that bad. This scene is so pointless. It's literally just to mention the fact that they have a school dance later because that's where the movie ends uh whatever jessica's like i'm just going to take pictures anyway so it doesn't matter and then they talk more about christopher and sarah's like i'm totally gonna meet him and she has a bitchy best friend named aj who's also like oh my god yeah we're somehow worse than all of them oh my god i know and they like mapped out all of his locations for months apparently how how are they doing this it's 2010 i mean it's 2010 you could do most things would you the air tags didn't exist. <laughs> well, how were they going to get an air tag on someone? They got connections. Well, so they got the connections. They can fill in the day to day. They go talk to hounded brother who has informants everywhere. Ultimately, though, her plans when we get to CLA is just, oh, I'm going to go to the club that he goes to. Yeah. Even though she doesn't know if he's going to no, be no, there or she, not. She does know. Her friend calls her and says he's performing at this club tonight, and that's why she goes. And then she goes, I'm going to go to the beach where he likes to go to. I'm not going to look for him at the beach. I'm just going to enjoy gonna the beach. going to be at the beach. Well, I think it'll be pretty obvious if he's there because he'll be surrounded by fans. But he was there, and oh he my wasn't God, he surrounded. Wasn't. You're right. right. We're Spoiler. getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's go back to where we were in the movie. All right. Um. So cut to Christopher's parents. They manage him. Apparently, they're like his little managers. And in their house, um, Christopher's like dressed in really normal clothes. And he's a nice guy. Yeah, crazy. There's also like a cardboard cutout of him and big. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of him on the wall. Probably to make us think, oh, he's so full of himself. But he didn't put him up. No, his parents probably put him up. They like that he's rich and famous for sure. 
Um, then an agent or something comes in. I'm pretty sure it's the director. It's kind of unclear. I always, Someone for the movie. Yeah, I called him an agent, but I, th- I don't know. Later they show him kind of directing, so whatever. He's, like, tr- recruiting or whatever Christopher for a movie. Also, I wrote down that his album that went, like, double platinum is called Something Wild, which I thought was fun. I think he makes a pun on his last name. His name's Christopher Every Wild. time. That is actually a good stick, and I would do that, too. Um, then Dude Bro offers up a movie for Christopher, and he's like, I really want to paint this movie. However, my coworkers think that you're a punk who always hits the tabloids. You know why he hit the tabloids? Because he put his hand in front of the camera and didn't like the paparazzi. Uh-oh, he's just a little punk, isn't he? Yep. And oh, then he man. goes like, oh, you can't have any press, good or bad. Yeah, literally prove you're a serious actor by being not in the press at all. What's they want somebody who's in the press? Because it would sell their movie. Yeah. Unless this is just like the most Oscar Beatty movie of all time, which I guess God knows it's not going to be. They're recruiting this kid who's never acted before. You say that. You say that. Harry Styles is in Dunkirk. I know. That I feel like that's different. How big of a role did he have in Dunkirk? He had to speak like Really? He had probably like I saw Dunkirk. I've I been a while. It. I saw it in theaters. I didn't see it. I'm going to say like the sixth or seventh biggest role. Like, wow. it was not an insignificant role. Was he in One Direction at the time? Yes. I think it was like right, or it may have been right when they broke up when he like filmed it. It was around that time. Okay. It was before he was big as a solo artist. Yeah. Well, before. Really recently. Well, right. Recently is like well, when Adore You big. came out and yeah. like that's when he's that. And it's definitely before that. Yeah. But I think it was after his first solo hit. So actually, I think it was post One Direction breaking up. So you're saying that this is like a Dunkirk movie? Well, that's the only way that this would make sense for them to be like, we don't want press because we want to be taken seriously. We want an Oscar. But I don't think it is. No, I really doubt. I really think it's going to be some. Maybe it's like the Aaron Carter pop star movie. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. So the girls then land at LAX. Hop out, dream. Wait, hop out the cab. Hop out the plane at LAX. Plane. Oh, apparently, I don't know words. Hop out the plane uh, at their LAX. Dreams bring the cardigan. Welcome to the fl- land and of fame excess. Whoa. Am I going to fit in? Are they? No. Then they hop in the cab. Here I am for the first time. Okay, we can. To stop. my left, I see the. <laughs> Um, and then I, uh, in my notes, I say, these girls are so annoying, both of them. And nope. that's all I have to say about them landing. There, there's going to be a lot of times that two people fight in this movie, and I don't remember the specifics of it, and Kelsey doesn't remember the specifics of it. You probably just wrote down, they're fighting again, my God, please stop fighting. And all I want to say about each of these fights is, I don't care what they're fighting about, it's never much different than someone goes like, oh my God, I like Christopher Wilde. That might be Christopher Wilde saying that himself. And then Jessica goes, why do you like him? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then people will be like, Jessica, you're being kind of rude. And she'll go, no, I'm not. And then he'll go, yes, I, yes, you are. And then it's like that. And then they make for up. five minutes and then they make out. <laughs> ah, okay. Sarah's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to drive around. And then she sees a sign that's like, you have to be 25 to rent a car, which is the law. Like, I know yeah. this. Which actually, I rented a car in California with my friend. We're both 23. We just had to pay for, like, extra insurance. So it is possible. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It's stupid. 
And then it's like, oh, you'll be able to drive your grandma's car. And then they get to the grandma's house and they meet her boyfriend. Which apparently no one knew she had a boyfriend. That's not even like a big deal in the it's movie. Not. So I don't know. And she has a little pink car and Sarah's not happy about it. Why do we ha- why are we caring about this? Why do we care? We to don't establish that their car is bad. Yeah. So that we go, wow, Christopher Wilde and his six cars is cool. I yeah. wish I was him. All right, then Sarah, this is when Sarah finds out that Christopher is performing at the Alexis's birthday party at the club. So she does know that he's going to be there. Okay. That, and then she's like, please, 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 I want to go. And Jessica's like, um, mine won't let you now. And then she's like, okay, but they'll let me go if you come with me, which I, okay. I Does like that make sense? Sibling bonding time. Because Jessica's the responsible one, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's don't, dumb. Whatever. And then Jessica, why, did, why did they make Jessica the... The younger, younger sibling? sibling. I feel like this movie would make more sense if she was the older sibling. I don't know. I was the younger sibling. I feel like I I was more responsible. Also, ma- look at Bluey. Bingo's more responsible. What <laughs> name drop Bluey into this? Because I love Bluey. Oh, um, it's better than Starstruck. It is better than Starstruck. Regardless, what I'm trying to say is, I feel like just whole character wise, like age wise, and her obsession over a pop star. Would make more sense as like the if you go with me thing, like you be my chaperone. That would be that would make more sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Jessica's like, I don't wanna go. I don't wanna think Christopher Wild. And Sarah's like, Oh, I promise I'll never ever talk about him again ever if you take me. Or if you uh, go with trip. me on this trip. No, I think she says ever. Or does she just say on the trip? She says just on the trip. Oh my gosh. Well, Jessica agrees. All right. Um, so they pull up to the club and they park in a no parking zone and Jessica's like, this is a no parking zone. And Sarah's like, it's not parking. If you stay in the car, it's just waiting. And she's like, we're going to get a ticket, which is true. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't. In the no, movie. they don't get a ticket, especially because she eventually leaves the car. Yeah. she Jessica literally leaves later. But I guess plot reasons wise, they couldn't happen. Then Sarah starts changing in the back. Why didn't she wear the clothes she wanted to wear? Maybe she had to sneak out of the house. They, She literally asked permission to go with Jessica. That was the whole point. I know. It doesn't make sense. But this is the part where she's singing Starstruck in the back. And she sounds so good. Playing paparazzi trying to get a dollar. <laughs> you know the words to Starstruck. Everyone knows the words. Um, Whatever. This movie sucks. Okay, let's keep going. Then Christopher and Stubby are in a car outside the club and nobody recognizes them even though they're in a convertible and stubby wants to go back to uh christopher's parents house I realized, yeah they're in a convertible they're literally in a convertible this movie sucks and stubby's like let's go back to your parents house because they're having a party and it's like fancy and whatever and then christopher's like uh you get you stay at my house for free and drive my fancy cars for free and stubby goes that's because we've been best friends since fourth grade his entire character is just i knew this kid in fourth grade every time you meet a best friend in a movie it's like oh you know you and me we've been best friends for this long like nobody actually talks like we gotta get the exposition in there some way same thing I think happens in another Cinderella story with Drew Seeley, who is a famous pop star in that movie. And he has his best friend who's like, we've been best friends forever. And I also this movie rap. rip off. 
Yeah, I did. One of them ripped the other off, and I don't know. And what, I don't care. I don't care. Another Cinderella story. This is not a very so original better. plot, let's be real. No. So, good for Stubby for, like, mooching off of his friend's success. Yeah, you know what? We like a player in terms yeah. of... <laughs> Go get that bag. I would do that. He gets to rap for fun. Yeah, he gets to like rap for fun and live at his friend's super cool house and drive cars. Drive fancy, fancy cars. cars. Hollywood Boulevard. Anyway. um, Okay, so that Alexis party. Stubby rolls up and says like, oh, Christopher can't make it to the party. But actually, he's sneaking around the back because no press. Remember, no paparazzi. Because can't let anyone know. It's not like anyone will have a camera inside the club. Yeah. But then all of a sudden. That gets like, broadcast outside. <laughs> Let's see. He's perform. I think a performance is fine. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he's a pop star. Yeah. Right. He's going to perform. He's going to perform. Um. Okay. So then it's like on stage. He's like, oh, my God. Guess what? Christopher Wilde is here. So Christopher. Then starts performing Shades. And while he's performing Shades, we see Sarah in the back of the club. And she's trying to get in. But she's way in the back. Sarah, before this, went out and, like, took pictures with um, Stubby. She just kind of, like, jumped in front of the paparazzi who was taking a picture of Stubby. And, like, grabbed him. And she, she goes, and like... that's how she got in. Do you know this girl? And he goes, no. Oh. And then she just goes in with him. And then she ends up at the back of the club and, like, can't even see Chris perform. Nope. All right, so now we get our second song, which is now not sung by Sterling Knight. It's called Shades. He goes, you can't see me. You ain't in me. That's why I'm in my shades. It's bad. This this one it's is... bad. I don't like this one. This might be the worst song in the movie. There's some bad ones in this nah, movie. I think the last song is the worst one, personally. But, yeah, it's just, like, boring. It is really boring. Talking and about sunglasses has only worked like once in a song. Oh my god, he has his sunglasses on and he like throws them off. He's so cool. Literally earlier, the like director agent dude was like, you're such a star. You can sing, you can dance, can you act? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I hope so because I want you for my movie. And I'm, I literally wrote down, isn't this guy supposed to be a good dancer? Because the dance moves he's doing during Shades suck. Well, maybe it's not choreographed. <laughs> but no, it's not good. I think it is a little choreographed because he's doing like little dance moves, but I'm like, this—it's such a boring performance. Yeah. And then Stubby raps during it, and everyone's freaking out. And Christopher came on for one song only. Yeah, he literally he sings a song, and and then goes, "All right, bye." I'm like, okay, cool, great performance. And at the end of the song, Sarah finally gets to the front, um, but she's too late. Yeah. Also. Like, towards the end of the song, Jessica is, like, looking at her watch, and she's like, oh, my gosh, this is taking forever. Literally, it's been the span of one song, which is probably, like, five minutes. Which, no, if she got snuck into the club, maybe it took some time to get into the club. it took, like, seven minutes. In my personal opinion, it probably took, like, 15. Okay, either way. Which Which is different, but not enough to be, like, what did you think you were coming for? Yeah. So Jessica's, like, tired of waiting. She gets out of the car, even though they're in the no-parking zone. And she should literally just wait. I don't know what she's trying to accomplish by leaving. She's Mm -hmm. trying to find her sister, but it's obviously not going to work. She, like, gets to the front of the club and then is like, I don't like this crowd. So then goes to, like, the side of the club. What is she trying to do? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. They needed some reason for her to go in front of the door. And they didn't have a good reason. Nope. So she goes to the side of the club. And Christopher is also leaving. He's sneaking out the back. 
and he hits her with the door. Ow, bang. And he goes, oh my gosh, did I just hit you? And she goes, no, the door hit me by itself. Yep, this is their first introduction, and it's immediately her just being annoying. It's her being annoying, and she like, doesn't even she's... see who it is. She doesn't even see who it is. She has no reason to be mean. She's just being mean and bitchy. She, she can be mean because she got knocked down. I guess. But, but like, like, he's trying to be apologetic. He's like, oh my gosh, should I just hit you? Like, he do- he didn't mean to hit her. She, he goes, like, oh, this is not good. And it's like, for you or for me? It, it's way worse for me. Then, only then, she realizes that it's Christopher Wilde. And he's like, I'll give you tickets to my show or whatever if you don't yell my name. And she pushes his hand away and she's like, I don't want to see your stupid show. And that's, that's what convinces him, oh, this this girl messed up. <laughs> he's like, oh, there's something, something really wrong with you because you don't want to see my concert. Um, he just shoves her in his car. Yeah, he's like, okay, we need to take you to the doctor, which is fair because she hit her head on the door. Stubby, go find the sister. Yeah, so they put her in the car and Stubby comes by and he's like, nice to meet you, Jessica. And she's like, I can think of nicer ways. Fuck Jessica. And then she throws up on Stubby's shoes. Yep. Because she probably has a concussion. I would count it as a goop moment, except we don't get to see the goop, which is definitely a requirement of a goop joke. That's, yeah. I think they put it in so that they have, like, extra reason to take her to the doctor. Yeah. But, yeah. And so they're like, Stubby, go find the sister and tell her that Jessica's going to be there. I don't know how he finds the sister, but he does somehow. We don't see it happening. We don't see it happen. It's all off screen. It's stupid. Okay. Anyway, shouldn't Jessica have a phone? It's 2010. She should have a phone. She should, but, like. I had a phone probably by this point. I got a phone when I was, like. In fifth grade. So, yeah, like 11, right? Whatever. Probably should have a phone. Um, Phones were definitely a thing, by the way. Yeah. No, I know phones were a thing, but I'm saying, like, popularized. Yeah. All right. So now they're at the hospital, and Christopher takes Jessica there, and the doctor's like, there's no signs of head trauma or concussion. The doctor, we should mention, is Christopher's brother-in-law yeah it's his sister first off he has a sister this is not mentioned at all throughout the movie his parents are the managers and like you would think there may be i get like there's no photos of her in the no yeah it's obviously an older sister who's like married she probably just like lives a normal life and her husband's a doctor yeah um and she's like then why didn't i throw up and he's like i don't know maybe it's something you ate literally it makes no sense it's so stupid they just like didn't want to have to deal with the consequences of her having a concussion in the movie so they decided that she didn't have one stupid um then christopher gets a call from his mom to come back to the fancy party because the agent director dude is there and he's supposed to be there yeah he's supposed to be home because he's not supposed to be doing any press shit yeah yeah so christopher's like okay Oh, shit, the paparazzi's in the waiting room. Hey, brother-in-law, let's trade cars. And the brother-in-law agrees to it because Christopher has a really fancy car. He brought fancy cars, Hollywood Boulevard. Whoa, whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then on the ride home, I wrote, the happy couple argues. She's so down to earth. She's not down She's to not. Earth. They just argue more. I didn't write what it was about because it's probably stupid. Uh, Jessica wants to go home. But then Christopher's like, actually, we're going to go to my house first. And he sneaks her upstairs and she's complaining about it the whole time. She's like, 
you're just hiding me because I'm not a movie star. And he's like, literally, no, I just like don't want to deal with the paparazzi thinking that like we're a couple or something. Like l- literally, I just don't want to deal with it. So just go hide. His entire mo- motive is paparazzi bad, which yeah. is true. Paparazzi suck. Yeah. But like that's just his character. Yeah. All right. So he hides her upstairs. Luckily, no one is snooping around upstairs. And he goes down and he starts mingling at the party. And then he's like, hey, do you guys want to hear a new song that I've been working on? And this is when he sings Hero and he sings it acoustically. On the you like guitar. the acoustic version or the later like full recording? Better? I think I like the full recording better, but I I didn't mind the acoustic version. The acoustic one is pretty cool. Yeah. We'll talk about Hero more when we get to the full recording yeah, of yeah. it because this I'll isn't like Hero. a full performance of it. But and Hero, actually, they do like sing the whole song, actually. Hero's the best song in the movie. I think it at is. the end of the movie we'll rank the songs, but we both agree Hero's the best song in the movie. I actually have it really high, like overall of all the DCOM songs. It's a good song. It's actually a good song. Like, I like this one a lot. It's the best thing of this movie. It It's a fun song. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's good. The acoustic version is nice. Yeah. They do have a random couple notes of piano in there. I call that out. that out at the end. There's like piano. So we like to imagine that there's like obviously going to be a piano outside or something because they're rich. And some guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hop in on this. (laughs) I know what chords to play. (laughs) You know, the song's not released yet. Um, I'm pretty sure they do like the whole song. They do a lot of it. And and then later they do the full song. And so this like movie's not long. No, this movie's not long. They just need to fill it with the songs We're, because they know that's what's going to sell, too. Okay. So then also while they're singing, Jessica, like, looks down from the balcony and she likes him, whatever. So then Jessica, like, goes downstairs. She's trying to, like, find a way home. She ends up in the garage with all the fancy cars and she wants to go home. And then Christopher shows up and they argue about driving home. And he's like, okay, pick out a car and I'll drive you home. And she goes, no. And he's like, okay, then walk like you fucking bitch. Just like, let me drive you home. She's just being difficult to be difficult. difficult. Just because, well, actually, I wouldn't say just because he's a star, because I feel like she would do this with anyone. She sucks. Because she sucks. Anyway, she goes, fine, drive me home. But here's the deal. You take me straight home and then you can come back to your fabulous life. She's just being annoying. Dude, yeah. No, her entire thing is, oh my God, your life is perfect. And somehow, your life's so perfect. Somehow she's not really proven that wrong. Like at the end, you get to learn like, oh, paparazzi is bad. And she's like, he's, what? He's the whole time. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's been nice enough at least. Like He's done everything he, right since he hit her with the door. He may be slightly full of himself, but only slightly. Only slightly. He's just like used to being famous. Whatever. Um, then he like opens a car door and she gets in a different car and he's like, What what's the point of that? What's I don't get it. It is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. You gotta give the movie a tiny bit of crop. Yeah. Um, then they're driving back and uh oh, there's the paparazzi in their unmarked black van. I think this is the point where we're like, <laughs> oh, literally every time there's a quote paparazzi, it's just unmarked black van and there's like four of them. Yeah. That's how you know it's the paparazzi. They definitely don't try to blend in or anything. Um, okay, so Christopher turns on the radio. Oh, they don't notice the paparazzi yet. They notice them later. Um, but Christopher turns on the radio and starts playing something about the sunshine. And he starts to sing along. And uh, Jessica's annoyed by it because, of course, she is. And she's like, I'm not a fan. 
he's like, what, you don't like the song? And she's like, no, I like your music. I just don't like you. Yeah, she likes the music. But doesn't like him because of her sister. Yeah, she explicitly knows nothing about him. She tells that about um, all the time to, like, her sister. Like, you don't know anything actually about him. You don't know the real him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but she just decided that she hates him. And he goes, you don't even know me. And she goes, precisely. Like, what, what does that even mean? What does that mean? It, it, it doesn't it, make sense. It, it's just words to be words to be annoying. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they're fighting again. Shocker. And then they get to the grandma's house. Um, who Actually, it's a pretty nice house. And they're in Hollywood. Yeah, so. gra- grandma's cool. Yeah, grandma I, is cool. Grandma was probably like a boss drug lord in previously. Fuck yeah. That Let's go. awesome. Um, then Christopher's like, I'm sorry about earlier, whatever. And she's like, cool. Are we done now? And he's like, okay, yeah, bye. And And they will never see each other again. Definitely not. But, oh, wait, no, the paparazzi's there. And so he's like, fuck. And then he like goes to the window and she sees him. Like she's the only one awake. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes enough sense, I guess. I don't know how late it is. (laughs) It's probably been a while because I went to the hospital and then his house. Um, and then Christopher's like, I'll give you $5,000 if you, like, do me a favor. And so they, like, pushed the fancy car into the garage. Why the fuck did they not drive the fancy car into the garage? It, I, would be turning on the lights just be too much? They literally don't even have to turn on the lights. No, they don't. They don't. They it can just drive sense. it. Is it too loud? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, and then he's like, I'm going to stay in the garage and leave in the morning. And he's like, also, do you have some clothes that I could grab so that when I do leave in the morning, like, nobody recognizes me, even though he's going to be in his fancy car, but whatever. And It's Hollywood. People can drive in fancy cars. Yeah, you're right. And then she's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and look in those boxes in the garage. And he grabs a hat. And she goes, oh, that was my grandpa's hat. We used to go fishing, and he used to wear that hat. And he immediately goes, like, oh, sorry, and he tries to give it back, because, like, that sounds like a reasonable thing to do. And she goes, no, don't. It looks kind of good on you. What? Really just such the classic, like, oh, it's, it's like you're almost okay. Yeah. It's such the stereotypical mean character trying to give a compliment by giving the weakest compliment you can possibly give literally why is she giving him her dead grandfather's fishing hat it's not hers to give is it it's probably not but she does and he goes thanks <laughs> yeah and then she goes stop doing that you're giving girl you always give girls looks and you think they'll fall for you but it's not working on me and then she storms out it's definitely I'll, working on her. It's definitely working on It's because he has those big blue eyes. His eyes are so blue. And they're so blue. She later goes and breaks to her sister quietly about how about blue, how blue, they, blue are. they are. Okay, I feel like this is a good time to mention it. I don't want to be mean to Sterling Knight, but I don't really like the way he looks that much. I feel like his face is a little like uncanny valley to me where he doesn't necessarily look like a real person I think the eyes are too blue they don't look like real eyes it's also like his face i don't, I don't know i don't know how to describe it it's kind of like a wax figure but he's a real person sorry sterling knight i'm not attracted to people like sterling knight he needs a better haircut i in this movie i can't speak from that way so you have a better explanation from that angle yeah 
So I don't know. That's just my personal feelings about how Sterling Knight looks. Sorry. I'll keep my opinions to myself from now on. You can share them. <laughs> um, okay. So the next morning they're having breakfast and they're like, I need something from the garage. And Sarah's like, I'll go get it. And Jessica's like, wait, no, I'll get it. Oh my god, they're gonna find the pop star in the garage. And they have this big old fight of just closing and reopening the garage door. Yeah, and also Sarah starts like getting mad at Jessica. She's like, Why did you ditch me last night? Stubby told me that you took a cab home. Shouldn't she be more excited she that should really be more excited that her um, Idol. idol's best friend from the fourth grade from the fourth grade who's is... in his songs? Yeah, she got to just hang out with him. Got driven home by him. No, I think she took the car home. Yeah, like he, he just said, like, "Hey, your sister took a cab home, so just leave without her." Like, she should be more excited about that. Or she should have just used that as an in. Didn't she realize Jessica wasn't home when she got home? Should have. She should have. Or maybe she just went straight to bed. This family's not very good at keeping They're not a real family, and you can tell. They don't keep accountability of they, each other, these, and they should. They don't make sense as human beings. No. Um. Okay, so they're arguing, and they're fighting over their garage remote. Um. But then the dad comes, and he opens the garage, but Christopher's already gone. So, phew. Dodge that bullet. And the Mac inside grandma's like, oh, they're doing a story on that Christopher boy on the TV. You should turn it on. Whoa. And then they're like doing channel flipping on that as well. They turn on Starstruck News or whatever. And their news is talking about how Christopher was like mysteriously popping in and out of the club. And then he was seen with a new girl. And Jessica mm-hmm. tries to turn it off. And she's like freaking out. And they start arguing more. And then Grandma's like, why don't you take the car to the beach? We have to take Jessica. Oh, man, I don't want to take Jessica. Yeah, there's not too much to go on here. It's just like, oh, the paparazzi got a sniff that he was hanging out with her. But yeah. didn't get a photo or anything. So it's completely fine. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so then they go to Malibu Beach. And Sarah's like, it's because this is where Christopher surfs. So that's why we're at Malibu. And then this is when Sarah goes, I wonder what his eyes look like up close. And Jessica goes, blue, very blue. Which is basic answer. Yeah. Also, they it's are just really color. blue. They are very blue. And that's how I've been describing them. Yeah. But I'm not also the one to be like looking at them up close. You could have said like, like the ocean or something <laughs> blue, like that. They're blue like the eye of a storm. No, it's just or blue, very blue. That's like the least creative writing you could have done. Yeah. Um, so then Sarah just goes off by herself and Jessica sees Christopher sitting on a chair and so she sits next to him and starts like teasing him like, oh, is this scene taken? Uh, do you want to rub sunscreen on my back? And then he's like, how'd you know it was me? And he, she's like, the hat, duh. Which, yeah, duh. It's literally her dead grandfather's also, fishing hat. How is he getting away with being hidden like this? He's still... He's with a hat. People wear hats sometimes. Yeah, and they makes you a completely different person. He also has sunglasses. Also, I read this was a goof. Apparently, he's wearing different clothes um, when it, he's supposed to have not gone home. So how do you get new clothes? Maybe he had a change of clothes in the car. He did. And she's like, why ain't you go home? And he's like, I tried, but the paparazzi's everywhere. Can you just sleep at the beach? Sleep in his car? Yeah, probably. 
Well, I guess he's, he's, no, he's left at the garage. He's left in the garage. garage. So he's just been Bravo. he's been at the beach since like the morning. And then, so he's like, yeah, the paparazzi was, like, all over the place, so I couldn't go home. did he go, go to the beach he normally goes to? That's it. He likes that beach. He knows it. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you go to the beach at all? I guess it's a nice place to be. Well, but... I'm thinking, like, he doesn't want to go to the place where he's usually photographed at. Or maybe he's just Not dumb. very smart, yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, the paparazzi. And she goes, oh, yeah, that is tough. Not. <laughs> Your life is easy. Silly Jessica doesn't understand. And then Christopher's like, I'll pay you to drive me home. And she's like, stop throwing your money around. Just like be a normal person or something. And then she's like, give me your keys because you can't leave us stranded here. Uh, they they are going to do a car trade. So they get yeah. this fancy sports car and he gets Petunia. Petunia is the bad car. Yeah. Also, he has like, oh, make sure you take good care of my car. Her name is Cher. And she's like, you name your cars. But like her car has a name. Well, it's her grandma's car. Yeah, it's not that weird to name cars. Like, no. I think fair. I wonder what percent of people name their cars. I have a percentage on here. Oh, what yeah. What percent of people do you think Americans? Yeah. Do you think name their car? Like 75%. It is 56%. Oh, it's less than I thought. Still over half the people. My car has a name. So take that, Jessica. Yeah. My car has a name, but I don't really use it that much. My car got a name a long time ago, but I didn't give it a name. <laughs> My car's name is Paula. Mine was named Betty. Betty. <laughs> Why yeah. are they all girl names? Uh, They're not always. Our friend Kenzie's old van was named Frank. That's true. Yeah. He was... He was a good old man. I'm pretty sure he's dead now. Rest Re- in peace. Rest in peace, Frank. And Eric Carter. And Eric Carter, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I might leave it. That's pretty disrespectful of me. Okay, so they show up to the car, and he's like, what, this is your car? And she's like, yep, this is Petunia. But then, oh, no, the paparazzi's there. So he's like, quick, hide, duck. And then they're like, in Petunia... And he's like, take these sunglasses. And she's like, okay. And he's like, take this scarf. And she's like, okay. And then they drive away. Barely seen. Literally, the paparazzi is right outside of the car. And they just, like, don't look in. Which, I guess, why would they suspect the pink car to be Yeah, no, that's that's the concept behind it is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So they get away. And hooray, they did it. Um, They drive away and... She's like, I really like these sunglasses. I'm going to keep them. Haha, <laughs> they're being so funny. And then she like brings up Why is sister. she going with him? She was forced to because yeah, of the paparazzi thing. Yeah, that's right. Thing. That's right. Yeah. Don't, no. you, don't you remember, Benji? Come on. This movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she brings up her sister and she's like, oh, my sister is obsessed with you but, like, I don't care about you, and I don't care about L.A. And he's like, well, I'm going to show you around L.A. and be your tour guide. Ha ha. And then cue something about the sunshine. That's the song that starts playing. They play it on the radio again. Except this time, she's okay with it. And this time, it goes into the montage. Montage. Um, if the montage starts with Venice Beach being written in the sand, <laughs> I thought that was funny. This is... He basically like, oh, I'm going to show you L.A. because I know L.A. I love L.A. It's all the tourist trap stuff. It's literally just all the touristy shit. Yeah. yeah it's it's nothing that's like hidden gem or thing that you would expect if you had a local come tour. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're literally walking around all these touristy traps and like he's no recognizing him. Hidden in quotes, but he's not actually hidden. He's still wearing the hat. He is covered from the fact that if someone got a glance of him, you wouldn't assume. But if anyone got a like decent look at him, you would notice. Yeah, for sure. So they're like, there's a dumb postcard animation thing. Uh, They're taking pictures and being all cute, I guess. It's dumb. But the song that's playing is something about the sunshine, and I actually really like this song. I, I don't think it's that great. I think great. it's really catchy. I think fun. it is probably the second best in this movie, but that's more because of weak competition than its own merits. There's something about the sunshine, baby. I'm seeing you in a brand new light. Wah, 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 wah. It does go wah, 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 wah. It's like Hollywood, we're shopping. I'm losing prices right noise. <laughs> I like it. I think it's campy enough that in a good way that I like it. It's fine. I take it or leave it. I don't think it's anything special. Um, And then it like cuts back to them in the car and they're both singing along. Do you think this is after? It must be after they did all the touristy yeah. shit because she goes, what a perfect day. <laughs> and so they're so in love. They're so in love. Um, so did they sing the song again? It's probably on the radio again because yeah, it's the radio. It's the radio. You, It's been hours. Yeah. Also, okay, I noticed, like, I don't know if this is because it wasn't him singing on the radio, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can totally tell it's not him singing. Um, Maybe not. But he's singing, like, the octave below what the actual recording is. So, like, you know, the recording is like, like, up here. And he's like, in university got pitched up. No. Possibly. No, he's just like he's being lazy about the singing. Yeah. He's singing it like the octave lower because it's easier and he's not like giving effort into the yeah. singing. Which I'm like, come on, dude, you're a pop star. Shouldn't you be singing it like so in what? the I'm right... a pop star. So what? I'm a pop star. Rest in peace, Aaron Carter. <laughs> Who would have thought Aaron Carter would come up so much in this? Honestly, podcast? no, I feel like this makes complete sense because yeah. I feel like they're modeling Growing Christopher Wilde off of the Aaron Carter type. For sure. All right. Um, yeah, so Justin's like, what a perfect day. But then, uh-oh, the paparazzi is back in their unmarked vans. And Jessica pulls out a physical fucking map. Why Why don't they have a phone? It would solve... He does have a phone. Does it not have GPS? I guess not. It was G- 2010. Yeah, GPS wasn't that. He probably has a fucking like BlackBerry. No, it was like a it was like a smartphone, I think, but I probably really? didn't have GPS capabilities at the time. Yeah, because the iPhone only iPhone one came out in what 08? I don't know. And this is a 2010 movie, so filming probably took place in 09. So they should have printed out a map quest. <laughs> they should have printed out a map, but they weren't planning on this. And what is he going to do? Go to a printer? Yeah. All right. So she pulls out her giant physical map. And goes, all right, turn left. And then they lose them, like, immediately. But now they're on some weird back road. And so they're lost. And they go, they keep going, like, uh, are you sure this goes loose back to the highway, blah, blah, blah. He could just turn around at this point. He just turn around. Like, obviously, there's not a road there, but he you could just. You know where you're going if you turn around. And you expect them to, like, run out of gas or something. No, that's not what happens. It's way dumber than that. They're just fighting. They probably fighting. filled up during their little adventure. <laughs> Um, okay. so they're arguing and they're arguing, and she's like, I'm the navigator, and he's like, You're doing a bad job because she is. And then, um, she's like, Move the car, we're not moving. And he tries to move it, and you realize that they're stuck in the mud. And then the car starts to sink in this giant 
mud pile. We don't know. Why did they drive into this? I He wasn't paying attention because they were arguing. But, like, it doesn't look... <laughs> it <laughs> still doesn't make sense. This movie is stupid. Okay, it, this whole mud pile doesn't make sense. Because later, it's like a giant fucking pond. Yep. How did they drive in there? And it was solid. And then all of a sudden, it was this like is, pure fucking liquid. This is a non-Newtonian fluid. This is an object that doesn't exist in nature. But as they have discovered it. If they were scientists, they could get some real research grants out of finding this place. They climb on the top of Petunia. And Petunia starts sinking. So Petunia they're like, is lost for good after this, which again good. doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense. They're like, get on that tree branch, and then they fall off the tree branch, and they're in the muddy pond. Does this count as goop? I think it does. It probably does because it is a joke. Them falling in is played for laughs. Yeah, and it's them getting covered by an icky substance. Yeah, no, that's goop. So we are at goop moment number two of the podcast. Hooray, goop moments. And then they get out, and she goes, "You killed Petunia." Yeah, like you, like you liked Petunia before this. And then she goes, "Oh my god, my backpack!" Did she have her backpack when they were leaving? I never noticed. I never saw it, and I'm like, "Is her backpack in the car?" Because then she's just kind of digging on the surface. There's no way you'd fucking find it. Yeah. So I'm assume we're gonna assume that she did grab it and then just like dropped it. But I I didn't see. I think she. I like to imagine she's dumb enough because she sure shows it. Whatever. Christopher gets a call while she's looking for her backpack and it's his parents and they're worried about him because it's like, where are you? He didn't go home. He answers the phone well, but there's no signal. Yeah, because they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So that conversation is dropped. I guess just to check in with the parents, let them know, like, we are worried about you. Jessica's parents aren't fucking worried about her. We never hear about that. Okay, somehow she finds her backpack and she starts to throw another fit. Because they're fighting more. And she's like, I'm going to go back to the beach. And he's like, wait, you're going the wrong way. So then they start going together, walking yeah. to the beach. And they're arguing again. And as always it always arguing. happens, is they argue, they argue, they argue, they fall in love. They argue, they argue, they argue, they fall in love. It's over and over in this endless cycle, and it's never entertaining. Yeah. Okay, so now we get like a two-second scene. What's Sarah up to? So at the beach, Sarah's like trying to find Petunia and she has these car keys. She's like clicking and then she sees that she has the keys to this fancy car. She looks in and finds the registration and it's her Christopher Wilde. And she's like, oh my God, am I being pranked? Which like, I would think that too. Yeah. Because Sarah, like how the fuck did I get these keys? It doesn't make sense. Where's Jessica? She lost her sister. She doesn't care about her sister. She's going to leave her to die. Her sister... I would think she got fucking kidnapped. Like, I would be way more concerned, but they're just not concerned. She only she has a one-track mind, and that track is Christopher Wilde's Wild. famous song, Starstruck. Starstruck. Okay, whoa, whoa. back to our uh, happy couple. They're arguing again. Of course they are. And he's like, you know what? I was having a good day. I just want to have fun. Because for the first time in years, there's no crowd or paparazzi, so I'm just going to enjoy it. You're ruining it. And Jessica goes, oh, so that's what it's like with you? You don't get your way for once, so you throw a tantrum and walk away? Oh, my God. She has the gall. The fucking gall. That's literally what she tried to do earlier was, like, throw a tantrum and run away. 
and walk away. This is a girl that is later described as just being so honest. So honest and down to earth. It's like he's just fed up with her bullshit and she's like, oh my God, you're throwing a tantrum because you didn't get your way for once because you're a pop star. Allows her oh, to say this. Fuck she's this girl. abusive, honestly. She is. Oh my God. I, I really don't think their relationship lasts I after this not. movie. It, there's no way. I hope not. There's no fucking way. Okay. Then he's like, I don't get why you don't like me. Like everybody likes me. Because he's a nice guy. Uh, he's famous, so like he has fans. Yep. But also I feel like he's good in social situations because he's, he's a nice naturally guy. Naturally charismatic. Yeah. And he's like, So I don't get why why you don't like me. And she's like, that's why you just don't understand. People like you because you're rich and you're famous and you don't have friends. You have people that work for you, which tell that to Stubby, who's been his friend. Since the fourth grade. Well, that's what they were talking about is it's not weird for Stubby to know the names of everyone. That's the job of Stubby. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, Stubby knows everyone, so I don't have to know everyone. So they're trying to make Christopher look worse than he is. Also, and she's like, what about your girlfriend? Why are you with your girlfriend? Do you even like her? And he's like, well, no. And then Christopher's like, I am a real person. I am. I'll tell you something new that no one knows. And then he like pulls her into a lake. Yep. He cop cops out. He doesn't say anything he new. He out. just goes, let's swim in our clothes. Yeah. Because they, they, they are all muddy. So like I get and wanting to And they pop out clean. dry. I think they've been sitting there for a while. They've just like been drying off, chilling by the lake. But this is supposed to be yeah. a cute scene, but I still hate them. Yeah. It's a cute scene because they start like splashing each other and stuff. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And then it, like, cuts to them later, and they're drying off next to the water. Like, I believe that they wanted to go in to get all the mud off. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. And then Christopher's like, I wish I could just stay here. You know, back in the real world, everyone always just wants something from me. Like, even my parents, I feel like all they really care about right now is my career and the movie deal. And then he's, she's like... Well, she's, the movie she's also just wants stuff from him the whole movie it's to just go back home it's for real <laughs> I just, the only thing i want from you chris like, is to she's go back viewing home. the relationship mostly as transactional as well so yeah okay so they're talking about the movie and he's like i'm probably gonna take it and she's like but how will you do your tour and the movie and he's like i don't i don't know i don't really have a choice and she's like, of course you have a choice. It's your life. And he's like, I don't want to disappoint anyone, especially my fans. Mm-hmm. So I just don't really say no. I wonder how many things he hasn't said no to. It sounds like just he's done some music and now he's about to do a movie. His career isn't that big. He has been told he hasn't acted before. So yeah. it's not like that. I guess maybe some like tour dates, maybe some like TV interviews and stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, he does need to learn. He can say no. But also, if that's his biggest flaw as a person, he'll just get burnt out and rebel a little bit at some point, and that'll be good for him. Yeah, good for him. And then Jessica starts trying to understand him, and they have, like, a touching moment. And she goes, you're doing it again. That thing with your eyes. And then he's like, oh, like this? And he, like, crosses his eyes, and they're, like, "Uh flirting, and they're being funny, and they have some very meaningful looks. And then they're like, well, I guess we should leave. So they do. And they also hold hands while they leave. Yep. So now they're in love. Okay. And then we get a scene where Sarah shows up at Christopher's house and Stubby is there. She knows where it is because his car literally had the address in yeah. it, which is, in my opinion, an oversight. You it is the registration. Yeah. Yeah. 
It feels like, oh, you can just go drive into this person's house, open their garage, and get it. Yeah. So then he's like, whoa, you're not... Sarah, you're not supposed to be here, which he does know who she is because he met her last night. We didn't really see them talk, but we know what happened. It's weird we didn't get to see that scene, but we got to see this one. Yeah, and then she shows the keys, and he's like, oh, that's not good. And then the scene is over, and we literally... We don't really get that resolved. We never get it resolved, and it pisses me off. Why bother? There's no reason to add that scene. It wasn't entertaining. They needed to explain how Sarah, like, got home, I guess. But they already did by, like, the car scene, which was at least a tiny bit funny. But it's like, you gotta... Obviously, she's gonna have a reaction to having Christopher Wilde's car. So, she just ends up at the house, and then, I guess, leaves. Maybe he calls the cops. I would. That's not a bad call. <laughs> um, all right. So it's now like, why doesn't she just stay there and see him? I know I would if I was Sarah, I'd be like, I'm not leaving until Chris or Wild comes home. And then yeah, Stubby Stubby would be like, I'm gonna call the cops, and then that's probably what happened. But we don't get to see. We don't get to know. You know what I'm just realizing? What? The whole time when she was looking for the car, she should have noticed it was a different car's keys. And she probably did. That's why she just started clicking it. But she went, Petunia? Petunia? Oh, she was really saying that? Yeah. She's an idiot. Well, she's not probably super familiar with what the keys look like because it's not actually That's true. That's true. We're gonna, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. It's not her car. Yeah. All right. So now we get to uh, the emotional climax. This is the best part of the movie by being... I'm not going to say the worst part of the movie, but this is the best time this movie is so bad it's good. Because there's... It's wild. It is... there. The entire movie can be shown in this five minutes. It might be less than five minutes. If you want, like, the vibe of Starstruck, just watch this five-minute scene. Okay. So they're back at the beach somehow. They must not have been very far away. And they're talking about how much, like, they had a great time. And Chris was like, you're so different from every girl I've met. You tell me things that others are afraid to say, and you make me see things about myself. He just has a humiliation kink. He probably does. He he likes to be talked down to. He wants to be a submissive. She's like, you know, you're also surprising. You're a terrible driver. (laughs) So stupid. She doesn't say anything actually nice to him because she's a bitch. Um, and then she goes, do you think I'm bossy? She is. She, but he goes, no, I think you're amazing. And she goes, you're amazing, too. And then they almost kiss. They are so close. So close to kissing. But then some surfers go by and Christopher was like, whoa. Just two random surfers yeah. walk by. They're at the beach now. They're at the beach. Yeah. So surfers walk by and, and he like freaks out. But then they like don't care because they're surfers. And he goes, that was close. All right, back back to the real world. Uh, you know how this ends, right? And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, this ends here." He's just like, "Oh my god, this was amazing. We're breaking up." Literally, like, okay, well, now is the part where we never see each other again. And she's just kind of confused. She's like, "What?" And he's like, "You can't tell anyone about what happened today, like not even your parents." And she's like, "I don't understand." And he's like, "I'm Christopher Wilde." Like, you're an ordinary girl. Like, and she gets, takes offense to being yeah. called ordinary. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, because he's like, you don't understand. Like, if we go down to the beach together, the paparazzi's going to come and they're going to start making up stories, like, whatever. And he's like, I'm Christopher Wilde and you're just an ordinary girl. And she's like, so offended. 
And she starts walking away and he like stops her. still somehow doesn't realize this is like him saying paparazzi bad. Yeah. Or just assumes that it's not actually bad. At, he, at first he does a bad job of doing it. But then, okay, she starts she also, walking away. He also never really detailed explains her, hey, if I get caught with a paparazzi, good or bad, my movie deal's dead. She ne- he never really explains that to her, which no. would solve a lot of issues in their communication. Maybe. Okay, so she's offended that he called her an ordinary girl. And she starts walking away and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And he stops her and he goes, what just happened? Which this is my theory. I think he fucking blacked out and just became like a different person for a minute when he's like, you know what happens, right? Just, you can't tell anyone. He snapped back into his old pop star. Just yeah. what I have to say mode where he's just on autopilot. Yeah. And then he snaps back to reality and goes, whoa, what just happened? Because... <laughs> That, it's a good fucking question. What is happening? So many things are happening in this short very scene. They were just about to kiss and now they're just definitively broken up. It's literally the same fucking scene. And then um, he's like, what just happened? And she goes, you tell me. One second I'm amazing and then you're embarrassed to be seen with me. And it's because I'm... what it is happening. I know. She's like, you're embarrassed to be seen with me because I'm not a movie star. If I was your famous girlfriend, you'd be, like, walking with me proudly. And he's like, that's literally not it. I just, like, I want you to stay normal. I don't want you to have to deal with all of the bullshit I have to deal with. And she's like, whatever. And then she starts to walk away and he's like, wait a minute. I need your camera. Yeah, it's played for like a stop where it's like, he's going to say like, no, we can go together. I'm going to change. But now he just like, you yeah. used photos that you took on your disposable camera. Yeah. And Give me. She goes, you want my camera? And he's like, yeah, I can't risk you like posting them. So she's like, fine, take it. There's nothing I want to remember anyway. And then she's about to walk away. But then she goes, I need some money for a cab, which, yeah. And then he gives her, like, a huge wad of cash. Which, yeah, she's like, this is too much. But he's like, you, I owe you anyway. I owe you for the stay at Casa de la Grandma. Yeah, it's such a funny joke. <laughs> they had to say it multiple times. Yeah. And they also. And then he goes, wait, I don't want to say goodbye like this. And she's like, well, that's too bad because she's mad. And then he's like, like, the paparazzi's going to ruin everything. And she goes, they don't have to. You already dead. This movie has a lot of expectations that we care enough about these characters to take that as like a brutal burn. I love that line. You already dead. It's just so cheesy. So good. Oh, uh, so that's like the wildest part of the movie that we reference all the time. Wildest <laughs> yeah, that's a Christopher Wildest moment. And then she's just leaving crying. Yep, and Hero starts playing. Yep. Yeah. It's going to slowly fade into him recording it in the studio. Yeah. She goes and cries in a phone booth to go call the cab. And yep. he goes, walks in, and starts singing. Well, he starts well, not singing, pictures. signing autographs. Yeah. So he, like, just shows up at the beach. And he's like, it's me, Christopher Wilde. Because, I don't know. He goes, he's a I'm star. no Superman. Yeah. But I, can take you, I can't take your hand yeah. and fly you, you anywhere. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, signing autographs. And Jessica runs to the phone booth, and she's crying. He's a phone booth at the beach, which I guess makes enough sense. And then he's taking pictures, and she looks back at him, and they like lock eyes, and then she looks away. One second, yeah, and then she looks away, and she's crying, and so dramatic, and also like heroes playing, and we see like flashes of him recording it, but it goes back to the beach. We do see uh, paparazzi take a picture of them locking eyes, and the guy has the gall to call this out as 
a suitor. Well, okay, literally what happens is the paparazzi is taking pictures of Christopher, like taking pictures with fans, whatever. And then Christopher looks at Jessica like in the photo booth, in the phone booth. And Jessica like leaves the phone booth and she's crying. And Christopher just kind of like looks at her, but then goes back to taking pictures. And the paparazzi goes, oh, wait a minute. And he starts taking pictures of Jessica and Christopher. As if like, oh my gosh, they definitely know each other. He said together, how did which he, is stupid. How? But he so does, there's no way. There it's would so be so stupid. many other ways where it could make sense. There's no way that he'd be like, oh my gosh, they definitely know each other. Because literally it's just like a girl crying in a phone booth. And Christopher like noticing that there's a girl crying in a phone booth is what it should look like. How the hell does he know? He's like, oh, obviously she's crying over him because they know each other. Like, no, it's so ridiculous. Because they did the whole breakup thing so that nobody would know that they know each other. And they figure it out anyway. This movie sucks. This movie's not good. Anyway, now for the best song of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's been playing during this time. We can talk a little bit of hot good news for the movie. Yeah, yeah. So now we're in, like, full recording studio montage that, you know, it's a fake recording studio because they couldn't get Sterling Knight in a real recording studio. Well, they also never show the actual recordings. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're singing Hero, which is actually a good song, and I like it a lot. Um, there's an American flag that they love to flash. Well, they also have the them. British flag. Do they? It's it's the Union Jack behind him. Oh well, I just really remember the American flag because I do a lot of shots of him next to the he's American, American flag. American hero. Yeah, he's an American Patriotism. hero. For sure. Not at an all time high at this point, but still high enough. Should I do a kazoo solo? This Here is, is a live performance. <laughs> hear more kazoo covers let us know what songs you want to hear so yeah i don't know i like this song i feel like i don't have a lot to say about it do you have anything else to say about it it's a good song it is still a generic song but it is the best song in this movie and it's a good song it's a nice listen i like it it's aesthetically pleasing all right so they finish the song and um (laughs) i thought this part was really funny So, like, they finish the song, and the guy, you know, behind the booth goes, like, uh, that was great, Chris, take five. And then Christopher goes, uh, that was great, guys, Uh, let's take a break. Literally says, like, the same things to his band members that the guy at the studio (laughs) says. All right, take five. Oh, yeah, that was great, guys, let's take a break. (laughs) It's pretty dumb. Also, okay, during the song, also, we see Jessica being all sad. And they're going back to Michigan. Not yet. Well, that happens after. But during the song, like, they're eating dinner at the table. And Jessica just, like, walks away during dinner because she's so sad. She's heartbroken. She's so heartbroken. She's starstruck. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, this whole time. And Sarah's just also at the dinner there, just, like, happily eating because she got to be at Christopher Wilde's house. Mm-hmm. She feels like she's killing it, even though she absolutely has not hit her goal of meeting Christopher Wilde, when yeah. she has had a lot of opportunities. A lot closer than you'd think she'd actually get. 
to meeting a pop star, but you know. All right, so then they're done recording the song, and Stubby comes in to talk to Chris. And Christopher is looking at a slideshow of all of the pictures that he obviously developed from the throwaway camera and then uploaded them to his computer. It takes multiple sets because it was a throwaway camera, but he's rich, so he probably just ordered someone to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, they're just like, okay, develop these, but don't link them to the press. Don't, don't link them, though. Um, and then Subby's like, you're still thinking about her, huh? And he goes, yeah, I can't get her out of my mind. She's just so, like, real, you know? And then he, like, compliments her. She's just beautiful and amazing and funny and whatever, which is fine, I guess. Um, she's just so real. Like, she's such a bitch, you know? He doesn't say that. But then Alexis shows up and she's like, "You talking about me, boys?" Um, when they're clearly not. They're clearly and she knows not. That and, yeah, she knows. Fair. And she's like, "Okay, I don't care who this girl is, but like, is she famous like me? No. Well, then why would you pick her?" And he's like, "I didn't pick her. It just kind of happened." So it's like that only happens in movies when they're literally in a movie. It's uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so funny. This movie is so funny. And then she's like, "Oh my gosh, I have a date with another guy." And he's like, wait, are you breaking up with me? And she goes, uh, yeah, bye. And he's like, oh, okay. And then Stubby writes a note because he's like in the other room. And he's like, dude, you're free. And he's like, cool. And that's literally. I feel like yeah. we were supposed to be more invested into this relationship that neither of the characters were invested in. It's so stupid. They're like, okay, well, we need him to break up with his fake girlfriend. So let's just he didn't have even her. Need to have a fake girlfriend. He if didn't. We're being honest. He didn't. There. Short character is basically nothing. Let's just make her stuck up and only care about fame. Oh, like everyone else in this movie? Like Jessica thinks Christopher is, yeah. but he's not. Alright, so then Jessica is now, and her family, they're now leaving LA. And Jessica's sad, and they're saying goodbye to Grandma, and Grandma's like, Things are not always what they seem in the moment. Life has a way of working things out. Like, stupid cliche grandma things to say, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I have my boyfriend. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I've been trying to get rid of that ugly pink car since grandpa died. Why didn't she just sell it? Also, did they end up with a car or did they give Christopher Wilde his car back? I think once Stubby called the cops... Sarah didn't drive away with his car. So. Like, she drove it to his house. How, how did she get to his home? The cops. Okay. <laughs> and they, they left a lot of questions unanswered. With They had a lot more runtime, so they could have answered them, but no. Yeah, they just had to throw in that line to be like, it's okay. Grandma doesn't care that the car is gone. Yeah. Which she should, but why didn't she get rid of it beforehand then? people whatever then jessica's leaving and as she's leaving and getting in the car we see like flashes like a camera and someone we know someone's taking pictures of jessica and agent dude has the pictures of her and he's talking to christopher and his parents and christopher's like how do they know about her i was so careful he wasn't he kind of was though because he broke up with her and then somehow they figured out that, that is true because she was crying in a phone booth and it he looked so at her more sense if this got covered when you know they were going out touring the city yeah that would have made way that was not sense. careful at all they got caught at the point when it was probably the least likely to get caught yeah it sh- it looked totally normal and fine 
And they got caught anyway. So that this, was stupid. This could have been with someone completely random. Yeah. Totally. Completely. It literally could have been any random girl crying in a phone booth. And, like, it's normal to look at someone crying. I thought you were about to say it's normal to cry in a phone booth. <laughs> Who hasn't cried in a phone booth? Um. Okay. So then they're like, come on, agent director man. Give us another chance. And he's like, all right, I'll give you another chance if you make this go away. Just say the girl's like a crazy fan. And he's like, you want me to lie? And he's like, yeah, lie about it. Like, either the girl goes away or the movie goes away. Which, at this point, we already know he kind of doesn't want to do the movie. But I guess he's still still saying yes to everything. Yeah. So then we see Christopher doing an interview on Starstruck News or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't know that girl. She's just a fan, I guess. Uh and they know all about her. She's like, wow, she came all the way from Michigan to see you. And he's like, well, that's a bummer then that I didn't get to meet her. Like, he's just lying about it, which is honestly a believable lie. He's a good actor. <laughs> and then Jessica's back in Michigan and the paparazzi is surrounding her house. And it's, like, pretty concerning. And Jessica's parents try to ask her about it. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Just trust me. If I was her parents, I'd be way more concerned. Yeah, no, the parents don't care about their kids. I'd be worried that she was would have abducted. abducted, taken advantage of by a famous pop star. Like there's I, so many things that could so be so many wrong. things. Especially like there are stories of pop stars taking advantage of young girls. Oh, absolutely. Like that would be scary as hell, and I would she be could way be more being concerned. Groomed. Oh yeah, for sure. Like oh my gosh. There's These a lot of bad things. The parents are bad, and they just make that go away because they're not characters. But this tiny bit that they have to be for plot reasons, they, they're so bad. Yeah. Everyone in this movie sucks. Everyone sucks. Literally like, everyone. Maybe not Christopher. I was going to say maybe not Stubby, but Stubby also still sucks. He's fine. his name is Stubby. Yeah. Okay. Apologies to anyone named Stubby out there. Then Sarah puts on the TV and we see Christopher saying like, oh, I don't know who Jessica is. And then Jessica's sad about it. Cool. Cut to a new day. Sarah is now annoyed about the press. She was happy about it before. And now she's annoyed by it. And she's like, I thought you liked the press. And she's like, well, now I can't go out. Eh. Now they know how hard it is being famous. And Jessica's like, Christopher warned me about this. That I get crazy like this. Well, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. And she goes out and she like starts ranting to the press. And she just basically starts lecturing them about how terrible press is. And she's like, you guys do terrible things to celebrities. Christopher is like successful and whatever. But he doesn't get freedom or privacy and our honesty. Paparazzi bad. Paparazzi is bad. (laughs) This is the line. So congratulations, you created a celebrity, but you've destroyed the human being inside. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Wish they have not destroyed the human being inside. Maybe, yeah, probably, and they're bad. Literally, he's still a good guy. Yeah. And he just said, like, Jessica, we shouldn't be seen together because I don't want your life to be ruined. And she just took it in the worst way possible. Yeah, because she's the worst. He deserves so much better, and he's not even that good. Yeah, but then they're like, but Jessica, what was it like meeting him or whatever they say? And she goes, the Christopher Wilde that you're all so obsessed with, I promise I've never met him and I never want to. Bad line, honestly. (laughs) It's a dig at him. It's a good, like, you are being faked. 
yeah. dude. The fake Christopher that you guys know, I don't know him. I know the real Christopher. And he's a good really? person. Oh, okay. This is why everyone needs to be Hannah Montana. Exactly. That way you can have a real life and a pop star life. You get the best of both worlds. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so then we get a scene where Stubby starts lecturing Christopher about how he fucked up. And he's like, I'm so disappointed in you, Christopher. You ruined your relationship with this girl or something. Honestly, I don't remember what he said. He's like, Christopher, I want you to make your own choices about your life and stop just saying yes to everything. You shouldn't be doing this movie. You should be listening to your heart or something. Honestly, this kind of reminded me of when everyone was mad at Troy in High School Musical 2 when I feel like Troy didn't deserve it. And I feel like this lecture is kind of unwarranted for Christopher because he's literally just doing what pop stars do. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is probably something he needs to hear as a human being. So, like, I get it more than the Troy thing, because of the Troy thing, he did literally he nothing. Did literally like, nothing. All Christopher has done is just, like, lie and say that he didn't know Jessica, which is protecting Jessica. And all Subby's trying to do is, like, hey, if you don't want to be a movie star, don't be a movie star. But, like, he doesn't, he didn't earn this speech. No. He, and he never said that he didn't want to be a pop star. It was more just like, I'm just kind of doing it because that's what I do. Yep. Maybe he does want to be a movie star, but apparently he doesn't. I don't know. I This movie's stupid. How many times have I said that? I mean, this Take a shot every time I say this movie sucks. Please don't do that where you're not responsible for alcohol poisoning. <laughs> All right. So then we get to the movie set with agent director guy. And uh, Christopher, he's like, um, I don't want to be in the movie anymore. If I have to lie to be in your little club, I'm out. Which, can I first off say, that's acting. That's literally what acting is, Christopher. And then the guy's like, damn, I wish I did have him in my movie because that was a pretty cool line or something. I don't know. We never see him again. Mm -hmm. And then Christopher goes to talk to his parents. And they're working on the schedule to fit in the movie schedule with the tour schedule. And he's like, actually, guys, I quit the movie. And the mom's like, that's not your decision. And he's like, yes, it is. Because it literally is his decision. He literally, it's the Britney Spears phenomenon. Right? <laughs> Just getting Except, into control. Except way less overbearing. Yeah. And he, like, actually legally has his rights. Yep. Unlike Britney Spears. <laughs> Poor thing. Um, and he goes, yeah, it is my choice. I'm 17. I just want to have fun and make music. And he's like, you know what, guys? You're fired. I just want you to be my parents. Which and rough for them. They just lost a high-paying job. They did, Now they real. just have to mooch off their son who's still making boatloads of money. They could have done the whole time. Now they just have less work, though. They can just go on vacations and, and neglect him. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Much like the other parents in the film. Yeah. Okay. And then Christopher walks away all proud of himself because he's like standing up for what he wants now. Cool character growth that we didn't need for this character, and we get no character growth for Jessica. Who does need it? Yeah. All right. So now we're cutting to Jessica trying on prom dresses for Sarah. The dance is in three hours, and Sarah doesn't have a dress picked out. Well, she wasn't initially planning on going. No. Jessica's trying on dresses that oh, Sarah's Sarah. wearing. Yeah, that's what. Why is she drawing it, trying it on for Sarah? Jessica literally says, "Why don't you just try it on yourself?" And she's like, "I want to like see what it looks like." There's um, mirrors. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, literally, it's three hours till the dance. This makes me mad. They should be like doing their hair and stuff, but they're not. And then uh, Sarah's friend is there, and she's like, "Jessica is a wacko and pathetic," <laughs> which is true. She is a wacko and pathetic. And Jessica hears it and gets upset, and it's it's because of the Christopher Wilde stuff. Yeah, because everyone thinks that she's just a liar now. Which. She admitted to not meeting him. Kind of. She also kind of said that she did. I don't know. And then Sarah is like, you're an idiot to her friend and kicks her out. The friend's back to being the friend to like two minutes later, but. Not really. She's just kind of at the dance, I think. But um, I'm on the friend side. <laughs> <laughs> the friend is being like, there. Are, these are three characters who have a cascading level of needing to be annoying. Jessica doesn't actually need to be annoying. No. I don't know why they made she her She should be have annoying. been nice, but they made her a bitch. Yeah. Um, the sister has to be more annoying than that, and the friend has to be more annoying than that for the following scene to make sense. Yeah. Okay. And then, so she kicks a friend out, and Sarah goes to talk to Jessica, and she's like, hey, Jessica, you should come to the dance with me. And Jessica's like, I thought I was, it was embarrassing and pathetic for me to go. And Sarah's like, only if you dance. So don't. Come on. Like, oh, so, what a great sister. She's like, you're right. You are embarrassing if you dance. But you don't have to dance. You could just come to the dance with me. Come on. This is... This is supposed to be like a touching moment. And it's no. And then so Jessica's kind of like, okay. And then Sarah goes, come on, let's make you pretty enough to be my sister. That line's awful. This is a great redeeming moment for Sarah, yep. isn't it? All right. So then they show up at the dance and they actually look really cute. I like their outfits. And Sarah tells Jessica uh, not to slouch because she's a great sister. And... <laughs> Jessica goes like, oh, you, you're, know <laughs> you know what? In some weird way, you're a great sister. She's not. And then Sarah goes, ah, pretend you don't know me. And then she walks away. Like, she's obviously a terrible sister. Terrible. Um, Awful. They're both terrible. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the music stops. And uh, Christopher's on the stage. He flew out and knew that she had a dance that night somehow. And he calls for Jessica. He's like, Jessica Olson, there are some things I forgot to say back in California. And then the song What You Mean to Me starts playing and he sings it. Um, the lyrics to this song, I'm going to look it up. They are so specific to the exact events of this movie. Literally, you can tell he just wrote it on the fucking plane ride. He wrote it on the napkin that he got served his penis on. Unless he used a private jet, in which case. He probably did. I guess screw the environment. Alright, so he goes. Can't blame you for thinking that you never really knew me at all. I tried to deny you, but nothing ever made me feel so wrong. I thought I was protecting you from everything that I go through, but I know we got lost along the way. Here I am with all my heart. I hope you understand. I know I let you down, but I'm never going to make that mistake again. And he goes, you brought me closer to who I really am. 
come take my hand, and then he reaches out his hand. This is real. This is me <laughs> from exactly where I'm supposed to be. I want the world to see what you mean to me. It's so on the nose. It, I love um, singing this song because it's so stupid. It is not, yeah. This one's a stupid song. It's so cheesy. It's, it's not a good song. It, oh my gosh. It's just, it's way too on the nose. Mm-hmm. So he sings to her and he goes up to her and they take the hand. Band know how to play this. I don't know. Did he fly out his band? Okay. Yeah, he obviously wrote this song very, very recently because it's so on the nose. It's, I don't know. Who knows? And then she goes. You thought you could come sing to me and it would be all, it would be fine. He says yes. He goes, yes. (laughs) He goes, yes, no. And he's like, I just wanted to come and say that I was wrong. And she's like, not impressed. And then all of a sudden, Starstruck News comes in and he grabs the microphone and he goes, I lied about knowing Jessica Olsen because I do know her. She's honest. She's not. (laughs) And she understands me like no one else does. Not true. What about Stubby, his best friend since fourth grade? And he's like, and I'm crazy about her. Everybody goes, oh. And he goes, I'll never do anything like that again. Which, duh, Christopher, you just sang that has in the, the song. Sis- has the sister passed out yet? No. Okay. Uh, he's like, I'll never do that again. And it's like, yeah, because he said, I'll never make that mistake again. I'll probably make it again. And then she's like, do you forgive me? And then she nods, yes. And everybody cheers. And then they're about to kiss, but then Sarah interrupts. And Jessica's like, this is my sister, Sarah. And he's like, oh, hi, Sarah. Do you want to dance? And then she faints, and Stubby drags her away. He's like, I got this. And then Christopher's like, hey, Jessica. That's Stubby's whole role is just deal with Sarah. For real. And lecture Christopher when he doesn't deserve it. Um, and then he's like, hey, Jessica, do you want to go out on a date with me? And she's like, do we have to wear disguises? And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, cool, then yes. And then he's like, oh, but I brought you these sunglasses because that was their thing. Remember the sunglasses thing? She wanted to keep the sunglasses. We didn't mention that. And he remembered. They're so quirky and fun because they wear sunglasses. So then they both wear sunglasses and they're dancing. And then we get Stubby performing the final song called Party Up, which fun fact, I didn't count this as a decom song for a very long time because I didn't know it existed. Because <laughs> it's at the end of the movie and it's so forgettable. But uh, he starts going party up, uh, party up. And it's like a rap song. It's a very generic song. It's such a generic party song. And they're like slow dancing to it. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's stupid. And that's the movie. Yep. And then the credits scroll over the party. It's like, it's not a freeze frame moment like they usually do in older decoms. It's like Bring the party's the still freeze going. Frame. It's the same thing they do in High School Musical where it's like they're still dancing, but the credits go. Bring bring back the freeze frame. I like the freeze frame. Um, And then it's the end of the movie. We did it. We got to the end of Starstruck. It's bad. It's so bad. It was worse than I remembered, and I remembered so it being mad. bad. I like memeing about it because it's fun to make fun of, and there are some silly moments. It's it's not the worst movie. It's almost. If you're nostalgic for it, good for you. Enjoy it in your memory. Don't rewatch it. Is my 
personal opinion because you will find stuff you don't like about it because we just hate the characters the characters are so bad and maybe it's again because we don't have the nostalgia for it but that's kind of what's good about these rewatches and the writing's bad the plot's bad mm-hmm. the songs are all right well a couple of the songs are good uh hero's really good i like something about the sunshine and starstruck is catchier than it should be therefore i like it the end you know what also makes me mad about like Sterling Knight not singing those songs? He's credited a lot of times as singing those songs. And it's like he technically performed them mm-hmm. in the movie because he lip syncs to them. But like I feel like a lot of people don't know that it's not him because they credit him all the time. All right. Huh. All right. Um, I personally rank this movie 83rd. Which I probably would bump down in a re-rank because it was worse than I remembered. It's always worse as you're watching it. This is what I have said. It's overall main list ranked at 87. Yeah, that Jank House ranking was 87. I have it at 80. Uh, so we're around the same. We both, we, you and I both have it in D tier. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Which it's, it's not good. It could be an F tier movie if we're being honest. At least it's memorable though. There's a lot of decoms that are just so boring, they're not memorable, and I put those in F tier. I have Tiger Cruise at the top of my F tier. I'm like, I kind of like Tiger Cruise more than this. <laughs> Tiger Cruise at least was more stupid, my, and not in a hateable way. Top of my F tier is Princess Protection Program. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for people who are like, well, at least they're going to like Princess Protection Program. I listened to this whole thing, because these are my two favorite decoms, because they came out in a similar time and had a similar level of hype, and just Still are kind of liked. Nope. We don't like Prince Production Program either. I think I put Starstruck a little higher because it has music and I'm a sucker for music. You are a sucker for musicals. So, you know, I have it above Teen Beach too. Is that accurate? Teen Beach 2 is also musical, but it makes that one that movie also makes me mad. I think it's just like a section of movies that make me mad. All right. Uh, other than that, let's quick rank the songs. We both agree, Heroes number one is the best, and then I I would go something Some, about the sunshine. Probably also that for me, and then Starstruck. Yeah, those two are closer for me than I think they are for you. And then I'm gonna go What You Mean to Me because that one's funny. That one is stupid, which I appreciate. I think I like Party Up better than Shades because Shades just annoys me with how dumb it is. I'm gonna go with Shades over it, but it literally doesn't matter. They're both bad. They both suck. Get right. Stubby out of here. <laughs> Toby, get out. You're just literally the best friend role in nothing else. He he could be replaced by like a, a mop. I would I don't think there is a two-dimensional character in this. Maybe Christopher Watt. Maybe. But like Jessica is in the two-dimensional oh character. Oh my god. She's the worst. Yeah, in terms of protagonists we've done on this podcast, absolutely the worst one. Yeah. So easily this is the worst movie we've covered so easily. far. Easily. We, we've gotten decently lucky with our roles so yeah. far. Because, like, this one is... There There are worse ones out there. For sure. Okay. Like, I guess I guess we also saw Halloween Town, which we didn't really like. But, like, I think this is worse than Halloween Town. Yeah, probably. I don't think I have that ranked that right now, but I think that's my opinion now. Oh, I actually... I have Halloween Town ranked lower than it, too. Halloween Town's boring. And this, this movie's not really boring, it's just annoying. Yeah, you're not bored in this movie, which I guess the worst thing a movie can be usually is called boring. Yeah. 
maybe we got to think about a further way too. We're fresh on our minds about Starstruck. We'll do a special episode at some point where we re-rank the movies that we've watched on the podcast. Yeah. You ready to spin the wheel? Oh, I am so ready. You want to make your bet? I am going to bet. Now you see it. Ooh, I'm going to say Quince. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's Tangled Before Ever After. Tangled Before Ever After. That's that's, a, that's an interesting one. I kind of like that as a choice. Just thinking about it, like, that's a DCOM. It feels not like a DCOM. To, we say that for a few DCOMs, but, like, this is the one that most significantly doesn't because it really isn't a DCOM, if we're being honest. It is yeah, officially it's like a pilot. One, but it's a pilot for a TV show that they just made an hour long. So it's not even the regular DCOM hour. No, and it's half only length. an hour, but it does say Disney Channel original movie, so we have to count it. Yeah, that would be interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe we'll have to rewatch Tangled before that too. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But uh yeah, so tune in in two weeks when we watch Tangled Before Ever After. Yeah. Uh make sure to tune into our socials. We say in the same every time. It's TikTok, the DCOM duo. There's underscores in that one. Everywhere else, the DCOM duo without o- underscores. We yeah. don't have an account on everything, but if you test it in most places, we might have it. We might be there. Yeah. So try check us out. Also, email us at thedcomduo at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Starstruck or Tangled Before Ever After or literally any of the other movies we've covered. We'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye. Scenes from our next episode. I got the wind in my hair and a song in my heart. You really just like saying the songs, don't you? With the wind in my hair. I mean, the songs aren't that memorable, but then we watched part of the show and there weren't any songs, so... Is that Mandy Moore? Yes, it's the cast from Tangled. What did you expect? Yay, Tangled. Oh my god, she has her hair back. What? What? Plot. You can't have Tangled without hair. Is that a frying pan? Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> it's like the movie. Oh my god, do, do you think this is based off of the movie Tangled, which is based off Rapunzel? Yes. But... <laughs>